Hi guys, good morning and welcome to our weekly podcast. And my name is Uche Otitaju. So um, last week we heard from Chef Kiki of Kiki's Kitchen um, when she talked about the strategies to succeed in the food industry. So today, guys, we are being joined by a talented fashion designer. She's a creative and this person knows her onion in the fashion designing industry. So guys, drum rolls. For Abigail Israel, the creative director for Marble Stitches. Hello, Abby. Hello. Hi. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's a pleasure to be here. All right, Abby. Um, can you give us a quick introduction? Who is Abigail? Abigail is a recent graduate of Masters in Business Administration from the University of Lagos. Okay. I um my first degree in sociology and anthropology about from yeah. Taylor University. Nice. I started, um, yeah, I enjoyed tailoring, make clothes making. Um, some other things I like to do. I dabble into um, data analytics also. Mm. So that's like basically the summary of who I am. I'm an indoor person. I'm a, I like to call myself an introvert. I don't, mm. know, I don't really like to work. So yeah. it's just learning your materials and your machine. Yes, you know. <laughs> yeah. So you, you left um, sociology, you left um, every other thing just for marble stitches. And it's yes. out of your passion yeah. for cloth making. Yes, actually. <laughs> it just reminded me of when I told my dad that I beg, my mask comes I don't want to use my degree again. And he was shouting, Why did we pay school fees? I feel like your parents would have said that. Like, how oh, are like everything? I, I actually have parents who are, I like to call them bookies. So, mm. my parents, both of them are medical practitioners, doctors. My brother is in medicine. And suddenly, their daughter finishes first. And then their first, <laughs> first degree, and then like, No, it's still already I want to do. And they're like, What's going on? Are you doing tailoring in Nigeria? We are traveling outside the country. Mm. Okay, uh, I quite get it at the time, but I'm excited that now they've accepted that okay, it's a big mm. deal. They've been able to buy into the idea. That's that's really nice. Thank you, Abby, for joining us. So I feel I feel like this is going to be a really really interesting episode. So um I, I was going through your Instagram page and I'm like marble stitches. I don't know. Is there a story to the name marble stitches? Oh uh, yeah, actually. Um, my mom used to own a fashion house like before she had me, and then the name used to be Marble Home of Fashion. Nice. So she had our challenges. It didn't um, last for long. She had mm. issues with human resource and stuff. But in short, what I'm trying to say is I crashed. So when I wanted mm-hmm. to start uh, my business, I thought of, okay, what exactly is it I'm coming to do in um, the fashion industry? I'm actually trying to come up with something new, but yes, I'm working on some things that people have worked on in the past. Yeah. The best idea was picking that name. Okay, let me, since I'm a of fashion, let me just um, revamp it a little and then I, I picked Marble Stitches. Mm. So it's someone's legacy, you're building, you're reading your mommy's legacy. I feel like you need to be paying her tight for that name right now. <laughs> well, yeah, if you say so. 
Okay, that's fine. So when did Marble Stitches start and why did it start? Unofficially, Marble Stitches started in 2016 when I was seven. I was like a side hustle when I was seven. Mm-hmm. I actually went in 2013 during one particular hustle strike. It seems mm-hmm. like something that my mom just said, go and learn it. It's always good to have this on the side and mm-hmm. stuff. But then 2016, I served, funny enough, I served at a fashion house. I was doing operations and admin at a fashion oh. job. Okay. So, but then my boss allowed, okay, if you want to do it as a side hustle, it's fine. As a copper, you know, you want to like try to make money, money. and stuff aside. Yeah. yeah. So I was doing it as a side hustle in 2016. But 2017 was when I started officially registered the business. And the basic reason why Marvel Stitches came to be in was, as a child growing up, you know how um, you would still hear your uncle and your aunties complain that their tailors disappointed them. Mm. Like, you would hear different, in fact, you, the Nigerian, um, if you check the dictionary, this is just like, this is me trying to be extra. But if you check <laughs> disappointment, Nigerian tailors, yeah, people will probably say oh, they are the same words in the dictionary mm, very true Funny thing is, up to now the story as much as there's a lot of technological advancement a lot of things have changed the fashion industry has grown you still if you check twitter sometimes you still see memes people say you know if it's not what i order versus what i bought they will tell you you have to like that you are going to get your clothes in two months time Mm-hmm. Tell them what I'm trying to say. You have to extend the date and stuff like exactly. So just for a basic service, at least when we're in primary school, they said clothing is part of the three basic needs of human beings. So why do people have to struggle to go through all of yes. that? And then I said, okay, what exactly could be the problem in the um value chain? And then I realized that tailoring was the execution part was actually the problem because if you are talking about people that are really great at creating um the awesome designs like the drawing aspect and all that we have some of those mm-hmm. things but it's still like a basic problem underlying problem when it comes to the execution tailoring and so yeah. sometimes when you ask me i say ah i'm a tailor i, I just say oh, i'm a tailor like so that you know that okay that's the part i'm focusing on yes it's mm-hmm. part of fashion learning, but then that's the problem that um i'm trying to address to help people know okay, you can get your clothes on time, you can get mm-hmm. the uh, quality at a very good price. People think, oh, for you to get the quality and at the right time, you have to pay so much money. Extra. Extra. Mm. Yeah, exactly. But Marvel Cities came into being to say, okay, yes, for you could also have the basic clothing or tailoring service without having to pay so much money and you get it on time. Basically, trying to eliminate disappointment tag associated with tailors. Mm. That's, that's really nice. So, um, so far, how has that journey been? Like trying to stick to the aim of, okay, this is the aim why this brand came, came on board. So how has the journey been so far generally since 2013 that you started? It's, I wouldn't say it has not been challenging because that's mm. going to be like, because um, the brand is actually more of an online um, service. So I like to say we are an online tailor shop where you, are, mm-hmm. you can be in your house and then you get your clothes just delivered to your doorstep. Like if this is your tailor shop, but basically online. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's 
been it's been a lot challenging because mm. the measurement issue is there. There is there are times where of course you know people have to develop a level of trust. In Nigeria currently, mm-hmm. um, people are just embracing the um, online service. Like people yeah. do not necessarily know who they are communicating with. For most people, for most Nigerians, they will tell you, ah, I, I've not seen her before. I've not met them. How am I supposed to just give up my clothes like that? Yeah. So those, those forms of challenges came, um, came up. But what was something that we've, I always try to put out there is to develop that trust and let people see, okay, this is a brand that you can be part of. Oh, yes, you have a physical place that you can come to, but we are just making this easier for you by saying, okay, you don't have to come. And then there's something that I would try to do is for um, most customers, we try to do like a first meet. So okay. you like establish a, oh, okay, this is the face line. Yeah. Okay. This, this is what I'm talking to. And then from then on, you can um, keep doing business with us. But if I say it has not been challenging, I would I would say it's like measurement challenges have, have risen a lot of time. But measurement is a global issue when it comes to fashion, measurement and sizing. So that's, that's those are one of the challenges and something we are trying to work on also. So even after giving um, like a size chart, do customers still have issues with sizing? Um, yeah, aside sites chats, we try to create, um, we have like an online tailor's guide. So like a measurement guide where we send to you where you can follow all the steps to get your measurement. But people seem to be a little skeptical sometimes, like, ah, I'm not sure if I did it right. We're currently coming up with something that would fix that challenge and it's still in the works. And I hope that um, by the time um, we are done, it's it and everybody can um, can keep so it. In fact, the what we're coming up with is going to cover for every other person that is into tailoring. It's not just going to be a service that is for us. It's for every tailor that needs to get their clients measured, basically. Oh, okay, that that's, that's that makes sense. So um, today we want to look at the strategies to succeed in the fashion designing business. You know for you what strategy do you think works best yes okay yeah um i'm not a five point agenda let's write it down person or or these are the keywords and all those things but i'll just i'll just say that i'll just mention some of the things that helped me to keep being in business so as as a brand like i of course i have to work with other tailors i do not do this alone you, do, you want to be careful not to get messed up by your tailors. Pay attention to your recruitment. Tailoring is not something you can do on your own. Like you can, mm. If you scale or serve a lot of people, you, of course you have to employ a lot of other people. And these other people that you're employing, they've learned somewhere, they've trained somewhere. We sometimes consider the fact that ah, they just trained, they learned their fashion designing somewhere, the, the art itself. But we forget to um, remember that some of these people have also learned the habits of their bosses. Some of their bosses who collect clothes and not tailor and just sit down and like bad habits. Yeah, imagine you having to bring that person into your own company. The person already has a particular culture. You have to be able to implement a culture or try to vibe into them a culture that's not your own brand and let them know okay, this is what exactly we do this is what we are trying to fight this is what we are aiming at so 
if you are coming here, this is the culture that you want to go with. I also say that I think it's okay to treat your tailors well. That's one thing. If you are going to scale as a fashion brand, they'll stay with you. They will, um, they will be able to help you and come up with ideas. And I also say that use a sometimes use a bottom top approach. Don't just let it be. Oh yes, do this, do that. Give them the opportunity to be creative. I'm hammering so much on tailors because yes, it's just like you having a design and say, oh yes, I, I give it to this as an architect to design this. If the bricklayer messes it up. Nobody wants to know that you, you drew something so awesome. Yeah. The whole thing yeah. is awesome. you. very important for you to join like a community of people that are like-minded. Um, maybe in the fashion, probably, yeah, in the fashion industry. It doesn't necessarily have to be your part of the value chain. Maybe the entire value chain itself. You, I think it's always important to be like in a community that helps you with... Um, with keeping up to date on some of yeah, the rules. Another thing I do is never, there's one rule, never use a customer's clothes to practice a style. Like, it, <laughs> like it annoys me when I, see, when I see what I ordered versus what I got. I'm like, okay, have you not tried before? Because sometimes yeah. some, a customer brings a clothes to you, you don't want to say no. You say, ah, yes, I can do it. And then you're using the customer's clothes to practice. Do not use a customer's clothes to practice. Let it not be the first time. If you want to practice a style, you want to just get another material and try it first. Mm. You know, so I, can't, I can't do this now. Then pick in particular design and go and try it on your own. Then, because of course, next time when somebody asks you, asks you, um, do you know how to make this? You can do it or have an idea. Of course, there are some styles that... Um, or some designs that you feel like, okay, yeah, I've done something related to this. You've not done a particular one, but of course you have an idea you can bring to boy. If it's something, you've not tried corsets before, don't mm. say customer's clothes that you want to use to try to do corsets. <laughs> try it on your own. That's one thing I used to tell people. And then customer service mm. is very important in this industry. Like, it's really, really important keep up, you need to be um, in touch with your customers. I also, content. Those are just, just, like I said, I, I don't have it written or, uh, or put down somewhere. Mm-hmm. So content creation is important too. Like, you know, do not just be about to come and buy clothes, buy clothes, fun stuff around fashion. It makes people say, okay, you're giving back um, to them and all stuff like that. That's, 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 that's strategies that I would say I've used and they are currently working for me. Oh that's great. So we have um we have imbibing your your concepts in your tailors. Okay. And we have um working with like minds, like people who are in the same um the same fashion industry working with people that you can learn from. We talked about content creation, being original and then you talk about not practicing with um, customers' clothes so that we don't have what I ordered versus what I got. Okay, great. Those are really, really great strategies. I feel like you've summarized everything. And if, if anyone could actually go with these four or five things you've mentioned, I feel like it will work. Actually, if you already know what you, what you want to do in the fashion industry game and then you just have your great content, you have um, great uh, minds that you're working with, you have tailors that you're always nurturing and telling them what to do at certain points in time. I feel like 
you would succeed actually thank you so much for those strategies yeah my pleasure all right so um you know you actually mentioned earlier that the fashion industry grows every day there is always something new that comes up every day yeah so now if you had if you had like the chance to start all over again from the beginning to go back to 2013 what would you do differently hmm. uh, I, will, <laughs> I feel like you have plenty I don't know. I don't even know how to address that question. Is mm. it? Uh, I do not have regrets. Anyways, I don't know if there's anything I'll do differently. I don't know if what to say is differently. Or what, okay, but one thing I would have added is to my to the skills I acquired at that time is frustration. For me, um, usually the okay, I have this concept in my head. Like I said, my strength basically is the execution part, not the drawing and design and stuff. But sometimes you you want yeah, like you're consulting with a customer, and then you want like give an idea. Like so, you're just using your mouth. So yeah, do this. We're going to join this. You really want just want to put it down and say okay, this is what it's going to look like on you and stuff. So um, if I had to go back in time, it would be to pay more attention to illustration and learn it, like, learn it, basically. Okay, At that really time, I was, so focused, I was so focused on, yes, I want to, is this tailoring part I want to tackle? I need mm. to um, I need to put an end to this thing that we usually say about tailors and stuff. So I was so focused on that, that I didn't particularly pay attention to fashion illustration. It, I'm, I'm currently learning, or let me say I learned how to use 3D, um, 3D software to do designs and stuff, but it's not the same as having the skill to use your hands to illustrate. So that's 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 the only thing I think I could I might be doing different because I have to go back in time. Oh nice. Oh. All right. So um are there any big challenges? What would you be the biggest challenge then? And how were you able to overcome it? I think I mentioned some of the challenges that were, that we've had before. But what I would call consider mm. the biggest challenge and trying to think about it right now. Oh, okay, yeah. I used to operate in Ibado. Currently we are uh, we operate in Lagos. I used to operate in Ibado. And breaking into the Lagos market was a very big deal. Coming from a place like Ibado where the strategies you're using was uh, was using was different. It was, um, you were paying a different rent, you're charging, so we could charge in a particular way and still make a certain profit. But coming to Lagos, it seemed quite different. In fact, it was really different. Labor was, mm. labor charges was different, rent and all those stuff. You had to, like, technically... There's so many competitions. Yes, yeah, exactly. You have to start again. You're just trying to get into a big market. But it was, it's a challenge that, Somehow we were able to overcome it when we launched with a particular um, promotion we call Seven K Shop, gained the trust of people. Gradually, um, started changing price and still getting. Of course, in the beginning it was like we were running at a loss because you know, mm. were trying to penetrate the market, get people to like your stuff and see your stuff. But as time went on, we started trying to match prices with. Um, the amount we're spending and stuff. So um, I would say that that was like one of the biggest challenges um, for me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
So, but of course, you keep having challenges. We sure. have what we are currently going through, but that's that's like the biggest one, and that's how I was able to get, get, gaining the trust of people. People is important. One thing about fashion designing or tailoring basically is once people see, if people see that you can deliver, you deliver on time, and that's why we kept so much. We paid, I pay so much attention to that. If I tell you you're getting your clothes on Thursday, you're getting it on Thursday. It, mm. and I'm so proud of it. Since we started, I've not had any issue of, of uh yeah, you're supposed to get your clothes on Thursday. And I, I'm not saying please, sir, I'm sorry, some somebody died or something mm, happened. There's always time you get your clothes on there's timely delivery so that way where people know that oh, okay if i need to get my clothes tomorrow and uh marble stitches or abigail says that she's always get it tomorrow i I'm, i can always reach out to her that really works for us and it's still working for us so gaining the trust of people was how we were able to overcome the challenge hmm. okay so um the next question I'm about to ask. I feel like you've answered it. Well, let me say it's part of it. Um, so, so many people are struggling to gain their grounds in this fashion industry, you know, and many people are interested in joining because once there is any strike or any holiday, the first thing your parents are telling you is just consider and you want to tell us shop, you know, and then from there, people pick interest um, to start a fashion designing brand and all that. So, what advice would you give them, being that you have the experience, you have the expertise? and everything what advice would you give them i've already learned a few if i want to start now i'm sure i can even start just listening to this interview but is there anything in particular you'd like to tell them okay so one thing i'll add like i would like to advise people going into the fashion industry now is there are other places or the other aspects of fashion that actually need you guys to start working on there are lots mm-hmm. of brands and each of these brands, it's, most people, when they want to learn, uh, when they want to get into fashion, the next thing is, ah, okay, let me go and sign up for Taylor. Of course, yes, yeah, sign up. If you want to learn how to tailor, fine. In fact, come and meet me. Let me make money. Let me train you and pay. <laughs> it's true. But the thing is, there are other aspects of fashion where we need to there is. We, at the moment, there's not particularly, like, everybody saying, oh, digital marketing. I'm, I'm a digital marketer. There is not really like a tailored person for oh this, this person just fashion digital marketing i don't know if you get what i'm trying to say mm, yeah. the fashion industry is broad so if you are picking oh okay i'm, I'm a manager but yes i'm focusing of course it might, it might require that you get a little bit of experience in tailoring so that you have a, okay when you're writing on your when you're creating your content you're able to add a little bit more ginger to it but then there are other aspects of fashion that we need people. Is it logistics you want to be, I want to talk about? Oh, yes, I want to come up with logistics basically for fashion, such as that, ah, if you deliver your clothes to this particular customer, we can help you with the measurement, or if it's adjustments, you can bring it back. I'm just saying that there are other things in the value chain of fashion that people can look into and work into to help the other brands. And people will pay. Like, of fashion, there are lots of fashion brands that need this particular thing. So I would advise anybody that is going into um, fashion designing or the clothes making value chain itself to not just focus on, oh, let me go and learn how to sew. Just look at the value chain and see, in fact, there are things that you love. See how you can fit into it and tailor it to fashion. Exactly. Wow. I, I, didn't, even, I didn't even know. Well, let me say I had an idea, but now this, this, this advice really opened the entire thing. It doesn't have to be fashion designing 
in its own. It could be any other thing that that um, tickles your fancy in the fashion industry as a whole. Yes. yes. All right. Thank you so much, Abigail, for being a part of the, today's podcast. We are truly grateful. So, guys, remember to follow Marble Stitches on all social media platforms. Um, Abby, can you give us your social media handles? You can follow, and in case anybody wants to learn, because you have already advertised, so that they can come and learn. <laughs> yeah, so for um, Instagram, is Marble Stitches, M A R B L E, then Stitches, S T I T C H E S, Marble Stitches, or Marble Stitches Chick. Any one of the two you can follow. If then Facebook is Marble Stitches. When you just type Marble Stitches, actually, it, com- it pops up on all your social media handles. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much. And sadly, we've come to the end of today's podcast. We've had Abigail, the creative director of Marble Stitches, a unisex fashion designing brand. Did I get that right? Yes, yes. I, I was I stumbled I told you I went through your Instagram page. It was really I really saw really great design. So I'm I'm impressed. Well done. And thank you again for joining us. Thank you for having me. It was it was a great time. Hi guys. So before I go, I want to introduce the made by hands challenge going on on the marketplace Nigeria. Yes. So we're calling on all artisans and entrepreneurs that make their products by hand. You stand a chance to win. 15,000 Naira and 30 days ads credit on Marketplace Nigeria. Interesting, right? Yep. So for more information, visit Marketplace Nigeria on Instagram at MP Nigeria and on Twitter at MP Nigeria. So you could see the procedures on how to win. All right, guys. Bye for now.